WKNC 88.1 The Revolution. My name is Fionn. Again, I'll be here until 7 o'clock. We're doing local band, local beer interviews, and the Pinkerton Raid is actually in the studio right now. I'm going to go ahead and start off with one of their songs, their title track, A Beautiful World.
WKNC 88.1. I am here at the studio with the Pinkerton Raid. That song you just heard was A Beautiful World. Do you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves? Hey, we're the Pinkerton Raid. I'm Jesse. I'm Katie. And I'm Steven. Great. So what do you play in this band? Well, I, uh, I sing, write songs, play bass, play some banjo. I also sing and I play uh, keys and sometimes some guitar and sometimes some ukulele. And I play guitar and ukulele and bass and, and drum. sometimes drums. Drums when we make him. Whatever they <laughs> tell me to do. I don't know. He's the littlest. We're all siblings. He's utility he, player. He's the littlest brother and so brother and we sister boss are so him mean around to me. a lot. Awesome. But we I... don't give him a mic ever, <laughs> except now. This is the one time. Yeah, now's my chance. I have some stories for you guys. I usually would ask you how you met, but you're siblings, aren't you? Yeah. That's that's really Our cool. Our parents Our introduced mom. us. <laughs> Good joke. Nailed it. So where are you guys from? We live in Durham now, but we grew up in New England, New Hampshire mainly, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Well, do you want to go ahead and tell me a little bit about the song we just heard, Beautiful World? Yeah, uh, that's the title track off our new album that's coming out on Tuesday. Um, and uh, it's it's a song about this, this uh, experience that a lot of people have when, when they, they fall in love or get in a, or have a, a lot of different kinds of relationships maybe, but um they they get to know this other person who opens their eyes to stuff going on in the world that they didn't notice just it could be simple things like hey look at the sunset it's gorgeous or hey look at these flowers growing on the shrub you never noticed it before um and uh, it's about an experience i had like that uh but um, it's also kind of evolved for me, and I've having that experience when I was younger. Um, I guess I can't. I've, I can sing the song in a, thinking of a lot of different kind of relationships that I have now, maybe with my daughters or any anybody anybody that um, can hold on to a sense of wonder and share it with me and help me to sort of get out of my own head a little bit. Um, <laughs> and uh and two um we're real excited about this song because uh we, we kind of made our first real music video to go with this album and our friends uh tj bulgari and uh tyler schwartz 
uh, from Carolina Repro Graphics here in Raleigh made it for us. And um, we kind of gave them this idea that we wanted to play in the woods, in the mud, with little kids. And, uh, and they kind of took it and ran with it. And their co-worker, Haley Hargett, made this amazing bird feather fairy mask and it ended up being like the centerpiece of our album art and uh we've got t-shirts our friend genevieve played this muse character and wore the mask and i chased her around the woods and then little kids chased us with sticks it was it was pretty fun <laughs> it sounds crazy it's because it is you should go watch it on the internet is it on the band camp it's on the youtube or, it's on it's the on, tubes. It's, no it's on vimeo isn't it it's on YouTube as well, Vimeo uh, and YouTube. Search A Beautiful World, Pinkerton Raid, and it should come up. Perfect. I'm going to go play another song off of your album that's coming out soon. This is Just a Boy.
That song you just heard was Just a Boy by the Pinkerton Raid. They are here in the studio with me. So do you guys want to tell me a little bit about this album? We did talk about your your concept of someone introducing you to just different beautiful things in the world that people might not notice. Do you want to talk anything else about the structure of your album? Sure, yeah. Well, so overall... Um, it's it's sort of a concept album, I suppose. It's it, it tells the story of a of a of a young relationship. Um, tells the story of a young relationship, young marriage, um, and so a beautiful world is kind of the beginning of that. Just a boy is also at the beginning of that. Uh, the first song is a lot of wonder. The second song introduces some of the fear that goes along with a new a new love, new romance. You guys have anything to say, to add? Um, well, this is kind of interesting. When you're thinking about recording a new album, um, Jesse is the songwriter, and so he actually had 15 or 16 songs that he wanted to record, um, and so we ended up splitting it up and just choosing seven for this first one. Um, and so it, it's really based on the narrative of all the songs and how they fit together. It's kind of the first half of the story. Um, which is a lot of the beginnings and then um, conflict, I guess, toward the end. And then, um, yeah, the next one has some more stuff and happier things, maybe. Um, but there's, a, I mean, there's a lot of happiness on this one, too. Yeah, okay. we're hoping to turn around and record another one, like, to be ready early next year. So we're, we're moving pretty quick. Perfect. So I guess you've already answered some of this question kind of gone into a little bit, but can you tell me a little bit about your writing process? How did you come about this idea? What does you writing a song look like? Yeah. Well, I, I think it just starts with journaling. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of songwriters, I think, start with music. So one of the ways that I do it a little differently maybe than most is um, – I'm a writer first. I work as a journalist. You know, I have written a book. Uh, I so I, I'm, I write a lot, and um, and so songs just come from kind of personal journaling. Uh, some of them are kind of journalistic in the sense that they're less about what's going on inside of me, my emotions or experiences, more of just things I observe in the world, um, and. Uh, one of the things I think that's interesting about this album is that even though I'm writing the songs, uh, sometimes I think delivering them would be better off if I don't sing them. And, and so we've made a lot of space for Katie, my sister, to do a lot of the lead singing on, on these songs. Um, Just a Boy has always been from the perspective of a woman, so it obviously kind of made sense to do that, but... But even more, like, um, uh, I think you're going to play April Flower coming up. And that song, um, I wrote about the birth of my daughter. Um, but then in order to carry out what we, ha what we envisioned for it musically, uh, it made more sense to have Katie sing it. And so that just meant we sort of changed the tenses of verbs and the the perspective of the narrator and, and, you know, a few just little, like, grammatical changes that made it work from her perspective. And the key. And the key. <laughs> and the key. We, we had actually already done some recording 
um, when we decided to have me sing lead. And so that was an interesting little speed bump in the recording process. Um, it was totally done. <laughs> the song was totally done. Yeah, we so like, we went back. We need a new key. Um, changed the key so that I could sing it. and Yeah, that was that was interesting. Okay, so that sort of rolls into my next question. Once you write the song, what does the actual music-making process look like for you in the recording process? And how do you, all of you, come in and collaborate on the one song? How does that work? Um, this album was actually a lot different from the first one that we did because we had a producer who was really involved um, with helping us arrange the songs. Ed Kerr helped us a whole lot. He was our sound engineer and producer. And we had already arranged the songs, um, which Jesse kind of will come into practice and give us all chord charts and lyrics and we kind of will run through and figure out where our parts lie and any ideas that we have so we had arranged them and then going into the studio is kind of a whole new animal um, when you have another perspective and Ed's kind of a musical genius <laughs> a guitar yeah. genius and so he would he added a lot of different parts and um, had a lot of ideas and a lot of um, great ideas so we, we used a lot of those um, that that was kind of new for us, I think, because that didn't as much happen with the first album. Yeah, it it was like having a couple a couple of extra band members working with Ed because he can he not only hears he not only hears ideas musical ideas that that never occurred to us, but he can execute them on guitar keyboard. Um, so you know this this uh, particularly that last song, "Just a Boy." Um, Ed gets a ton of credit for how that how that ended up. Um, and I also want to give a shout-out to Greg Abate uh, with Neon Audio, who mixed the whole album. Uh, those two guys together really um, really helped us out. Dream team. We're, yeah, we're really grateful for them. We hadn't even played a couple of the songs before we recorded them, like Voice of Silver. Yeah, I came... All oh right, I came... So, some so of them we just... Yeah, well, we realized that that um, we liked some of what we had come up with in terms of live arrangements and not all of it, and we realized that we were replacing some of it in the studio. So, so at some point, we decided to just try to sort of come with more of a skeleton of a song, and Ed and I kind of worked it over in the studio. And, and so now some some of the band members are just kind of learning the parts that we <laughs> we, we recorded Ed made up for me yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. The best. which is fun i mean you is i think trying different approaches to arrangement is great you, because you you can end up with more kind of diversity than you would otherwise yeah fresh perspective is always helpful because if you know you're a guitar player writing parts for seven songs then there's always the potential that you will lack some diversity <laughs> perfect so in terms of your music, what would you, how would you describe your sound, and where do you draw your influences? Like, what did you grow up on? Yeah, well, go ahead, you guys. Do you have something? <laughs> why did you just start smiling like you had something? Because I don't to know say. how to, I've tried to describe it. Oh, to so many yeah, people. it's it's interesting. A lot of pop, folk, rock, indie. Oh yeah, we have so there, are, um, a lot of people in the band, and we all have a pretty diff diverse taste in music. Um, these two guys 
have like opposite tastes in music and so we spend a lot of time trying to work that out and Fighting. so <laughs> i said trying to work we that can out. have more opposite <laughs> tastes in music yeah and we meet in the middle at katie um yeah i kind of fall between them and a lot it's funny a lot of our driving on tour is spent like arguing over what to listen to or <laughs> what we should sound like or um all of that because yeah our taste in music is very different but i think that that kind of has led us to have a pretty unique sound as a band because um it doesn't fall super easily into one genre because we're always kind of fighting each other <laughs> there's a tension the the uh indie week yesterday said it was folk chamber pop and indie rock and that that feels like it it's more or less what we're going for. Um, but the chamber pop and indie rock side definitely comes from me. And I think the folk side comes more from Steven. Although, although he, he generally wants it to be more fun than what most people think of with folk music. I That's try fair. to bring a little soul sometimes. That's what I like to sing. So we'll see. All the soul. All the soul. All the soul comes from Katie. Yeah. yeah. These guys, no way. <laughs> Great. Let's hear all that how all that rolls together in this song April Flower. Sins of the father go father and father a generation still waits for salvation.
Like that song you just heard actually was not April Fowler. It was Sin of the Fathers. But we're still alive. It's cool. Still a good song. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what you're looking to do as a band, like where you want to take your music right now. Anything? Yeah, well, I think I think we're super excited about this new album. Uh, uh, we're going to be hanging out at Chaz's Bull City Records on Tuesday um, uh, when we drop the CDs off and, and uh, maybe play a few songs unplugged and have some loco pops. And uh, then uh, August 8th, we've got our big um, album release show at Motorco. Uh, we're really excited about that. Some of our good friends are playing with us. We've got... Um, Look Homeward opening up that show, and they're really great uh, acoustic folk music. Two two uh, two brothers, uh, like in our band, and then um, similar to similar. us. <laughs> and then Mora, and they've got a banjo player. We've added banjo in this uh, this this album. We never had it before. So all the bands are gonna have a and banjo. And then of course Curtis Eller is gonna close out the night, um, and you know he's. He actually, Curtis, Curtis taught me how to play banjo, so I'm real excited to have him closing out the show with his giant leg kicks and his fun burlesque kind of music. Uh, He's a treat if you've never seen yeah. him play the banjo. That's a great person to have teach you the banjo. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, no for doubt. listeners who don't know, Curtis Eller's American Circus actually played local band Local Beer a couple weeks ago, and that was a fantastic show if you want to know about it if you missed it we do have a blog post about it on wknc dot no wait blog dot wknc dot org lots of pictures he stuck an american flag in his pants and got up on a table and started shaking his butt around it was pretty great so sounds, sounds about right <laughs> he can kick so he's high. actually yeah i know his high kicks are kind of enviable to anyone like a, he should be a cheerleader somewhere yeah. Um, but he actually is going to be playing, not really, Curtis, if you're listening. <laughs> I'm not really suggesting that. But he's actually going to be playing banjo with us a bit, right? Yeah, yeah. He'll, During he'll, our uh, set. He'll, 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 he'll uh, storm the stage and <laughs> play a few. We're going to have uh, Josh Starmer, who used to play with Birds and Arrows, play some cello with us. Um, working on a couple of horn players, too. So it'll be, it'll be a fun night. We're really excited. That sounds like uh, a fantastic show. Remind us when that is again and where? August 8th, Friday, August 8th at Motorco Music Hall in Durham. And right. uh, it starts at 8 o'clock, doors at 7. Awesome. Is that next week? It's uh, two, two weeks. weeks from tomorrow. Two weeks from tomorrow. Yep. Whoa. Gotcha. Yep, it's coming <laughs> up fast. Perfect. So since we're talking about shows, did you guys, have you guys been on tour recently at all? Or can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we've... Um, We've done we've done a good bit of touring over the past couple of years um, since we put out our first album in 2012. Uh, we we tend to go to the Midwest and up to uh, the Northeast. Um, the homeland. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we so we grew up in New England, New Hampshire. Um, we got a lot of family in New York City, so we like going there too. Yeah, it's hard to get all the way back home, but um, we definitely really like to play in. DC and Philly. Uh, we've been going to Chicago and uh, places in Ohio. Um, la the last tour we did, we went, uh, we did went to the Midwest and went uh, as far as Minneapolis, St. Paul, and then turned around and, and came came back this way. 
Um, and that the, the the touring we've done this year uh, was kind of prior to the um, this new album coming out because I actually released a memoir in November and uh, and I didn't really know how to take a book on the road, but I realized that I had because music had been such a huge part of my life, it it kind of like punctuated my story. So I had all these song lyrics all throughout, and and then it kind of hit me. Well, why don't we just do these short readings and then we'll play the songs that are in the book. The lyrics are in the book. And so that's what we've kind of been doing, um, this year. Uh, and it's been really fun. And I think it, it's, it's influenced us in a lot of ways. Um, cause we got, we, the songs are really familiar to people. They're all like Beatles songs or Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, or they're like old hymns. Most they're, they're, recently, the Cranberries. <laughs> we did it. We did. Yeah, we, we yeah we got a Cranberry song now, and so they're songs that people uh, like to sing along to when they hear them, just on the radio or whatever. What they really love that that uh, oh come on, what's the what's the one they love? <laughs> the 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 band from LA, the Chili Peppers, Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. song. Yeah, um, that's the one they they seem to sing along, but but. We just got so much joy from being with people and having them singing along that I think we started crafting our songs with with people singing along as like an idea, a goal, you know, and let's make this something that's really singable for anybody who doesn't sing all the time, you know. Um, and we also we also got a lot of joy, I think, of traveling lighter because just the three of us. Um, we can travel in one car and um and a lot of these shows we didn't even plug in we it was just totally acoustic banjo ukulele guitar maybe a glockenspiel sometimes we'd have a piano sometimes not um we never quite knew what we were going to do until we got there but um that was always really fun and and it takes some of the agony out of touring because we we weren't like hauling drum kits into in and out of venues every night and last year we toured the three of us with the same amount of instruments that we use as our six piece band and I almost got squished in the back seat of the Jeep a lot of times by like cymbal bags or whatever would fall on my head. So this time when we left yeah, when we left when we left home she looked like E. T. Remember with the, all those stuffed animals? That was she was surrounded by instruments. Yeah, that was not as fun. But we got um, yeah, so traveling with just, what did we have? We had a ukulele, a guitar, and a banjo. And then mm. that was pretty glockenspiel. glockenspiel. Everything could fit in the back. Our hearts. Our hearts. Yeah. Each other. <laughs> you nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and a Prius. And a Prius. The eco tour. Yeah, we switched vehicles too, so that was nice. But yeah, the these tours were um, very different. The shows were all earlier because they were kind of more community, kind of, directed at a more diverse group of people than just like the late night show crowd and uh, we were in like coffee shops and um, galleries yeah art galleries stuff like that and so the shows were earlier and um different sort of crowd so not necessarily better just different much different yeah i mean a year and a half ago or so we when we went to the midwest uh, touring on our first album um I had a hard time finding really compatible bands to play with, especially <laughs> in Michigan. For some reason, Michigan, I don't know, they must have a lot of punk bands up there because we ended up in these, like, kind of 
kind of divey biker bar kind of places playing with, with that glockenspiel and ukulele playing with punk bands like and it, so we'd be sandwiched in between these guys with like you know giant Marshall stacks and 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 we'd and they, and they sounded good um but we just felt like out of place the people were real cool to us i mean they they really received us well uh, maybe because it was a novelty uh, they were like oh sweetheart <laughs> We won't throw anything at we you. We won't throw beer. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Go on back to North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. So it was, yeah, it was fun. Those shows were usually ended up being a lot better than I expected, at least when we walked into the venue and met the right. other bands. I would be like, oh, this is going to be terrible. But yeah, people were pretty receptive. Maybe it was like a nice little set break, like when they turn on the house music and it's a little chiller. I yeah, I don't know. Midwestern people are awesome, though. They're so <laughs> nice to us. And parking is so much easier. Even if they <laughs> would rather listen to punk bands, they they were kind. Yeah, uh, that's one thing that's great about touring is it kind of, you wouldn't think this, but it kind of bolsters your belief in humanity because we would play with um, other bands and they would always pay us way more than they needed to just because we were touring and... Um, even like venues were nicer to us when you're on the road, everyone kind of just feels bad for you a little bit. <laughs> um, but we had bands that we had never met. Yeah. We we're like, I don't know why you're doing this, but I'm going to try to help you out. Um, bands we had never met, put us up, um, and feed us. And it was just kind of, it's, it's always a sweet experience. Well, I'm really excited to hear you guys play here a little bit, a little bit closer to home. Yeah. Um, do you have anything that you want to say to our listeners before we sign off? <laughs> if, well, if you so feel inclined. so inclined <laughs> if you want to we would love to see you at Tiernanog tonight uh, I think we're going to be on at the show starts at 9.30 and we'll be on sometime after that <laughs> we're not entirely sure but the other bands are going to be great too so we'd love to see you tonight and you can ask us any questions we didn't answer during this awesome interview we're going to be giving away some free download codes too when we're there Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. If, I mean, you don't have to take them, <laughs> but, we'll, but we'll have them anyway. Oh, man. <laughs> well, anyways, tonight, local band, local beer at Tiernanog Irish Pub Raleigh will start at 9.30. Kurtzwell, Borrowed Arts, and the Pinkerton Raid will be playing. French Broad Brewing Company will be giving out samples, mm. and it's going to be fantastic we hope to see you there and up next i've got hank from the angus barn and blair from tiernanog to talk a little bit to us about things anyways this next song that i've got for you is april flower which i didn't play earlier but i'm playing now here we go